1: is up top rope nation episode 264 and it's all about the macho man randy savage yes indeed (laughs) we have brought back the fantasy draft finally after god you know what kenny omega just came back on television and i think it's been longer than that since we've done a fantasy draft so kenny omega was out for like nine months or whatever and our last fantasy draft kenny omega was still wrestling because we did the best television matches to ever air on regular television and cable or broadcast because he and uh, Brian had had that match at Grand Slam. So, boy, it's been a long time. And we got a great topic tonight, I think. Randy Savage, as I said, I'm Jack for this. Kyle, you ready? Look at that hat. Look at the sunglasses. You got the mood set, my friend.
2: This draft, okay, an auspicious start. It feels like everything's working against us but there is no way. All right, I got my hat here. Got the glasses, but there is no way we're not doing this draft. You know why? Show you something right here. Right now, okay? Let me show you something right here.
1: What's he taking out? (laughs) Oh, my God. Because
2: history beckons the macho man. (laughs) (laughs) This is
1: amazing. Let me tell
3: you something. You must be watching this. That is gorgeous.
2: Let me tell you something right now. Wow. (sighs) Try to deny doing a draft. I got a microphone (laughs) that doesn't work. Who knows where people are. We're doing three people, and by God, we're going to kill it tonight, baby.
1: Unbelievable. If you're not watching the video stream, Kyle just pulled out a Macho Madness robe. Orange. Sequins and all. Incredible. He's walking around his room currently wearing this thing.
2: Hard to do with the cord, buddy.
1: As Kyle would say, I've never seen anything like this in my career. Unbelievable. (laughs) (laughs) This is fantastic. I love it. Oh, we can Uh, see the madness. (laughs)
2: There you go. History beckons, baby.
1: He is wearing clothes under the robe. Oh, you think so? It's safe. It's safe for now. (laughs) Very awesome. I love it. Justin, you got the classic 80s macho man
3: purple Uh, t-shirt on. This is oh man this might be my favorite wrestling shirt to be it's completely gotta be. honest and of course this guy wrapped me out yeah oh yeah, Ooh, yeah. The hasbro yeah. The hasbro out so i figured you were gonna wear that
1: shirt so i i got a different one i for kind of forgot i had this shirt it was just some i think like a gaming site or something that made this shirt and our, our buddy tim jensen sent it to me and you know, it came out i was like i gotta buy it so it's got the like a cartoon of the cup of coffee and the big t- or no the cream of the crop and it says Macho yeah. Munch. It's supposed to look like a cereal box or something. It's pretty funny. So we're all themed about the Macho Man. As Kyle said, it's going to be a three-man crew tonight. Uh, we did have a fourth person who I talked about on our Patreon page that was going to join us. Unfortunately, had to cast, had to cancel last minute. Something came up. So we're going to just go forward. Us three, five rounds. Essentially, the fifteen greatest matches in the career of randy savage and as we've done on these shows in the past afterwards i will put up the results over on our social media pages you all can vote and see who you think has the best collection of matches so if you've never heard one of these before as i said it's been a long time it's been about 10 months since we've done a fantasy draft there are quite a few in the archives we did a bret hart's greatest matches with our friend ryan huffman we did WrestleMania's Greatest Matches with Adrian Foster, SummerSlam's Greatest Matches with Liam O'Rourke, uh, Rick Flair's Greatest Matches with Nick Diaz from Veterans Minimum, uh, a great Blue Wire pod as well. We did uh, The Undertaker's Greatest Matches with someone who shall not be named.
2: <laughs> since- I love that so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I has like, yeah. got some was bad like, takes I'll lately. Get to that one, yeah. <laughs> get to that He one. was
1: fun on the draft. He may be having some really bad takes on twitter.com lately, but uh, we all have checked like, that one crisis. in the archives. Yeah, <laughs> check that one out in the archives. Did I hit all of them? Is that them all? I I don't know. We've done quite a few. They're always fun. So uh, if you don't know how it works, before we get into it, essentially, I did a randomized draft order drawing before we went on the air. This was actually when we still had four people. And it was going to be myself, then Kyle, uh, then our guest, and then Justin was going to pick fourth. But now, since it's just three, Justin will pick third, and it'll be snake style. So we'll go, you know, zigzag back and forth through the rounds. As I said, five rounds covering the greatest matches in the career of Randy Savage. And before we get to overall pick number one, I think we've kind of done this in the past when we're focusing on a certain wrestler. Uh, you know, like, what does Randy Savage mean to you? Like, where does he rank on your all time list? Were you a big fan growing up of the macho man? Start with you, Justin joint. Where, where is Randy Savage on your pantheon of greatest wrestlers?
3: I think he would have to be on my Mount Rushmore to use an old phrase or an old gimmick that we did all the time. Um, I am pretty sure he was the first bad guy that I liked as a little tiny mark that I was. I mean, his, his charisma and talent in the ring were just so undeniable that it was impossible to not at the very least appreciate the macho man, Randy Savage. Agreed. Kyle.
2: I think a case could be made. Like if you were to rank all of the WWE performers all time, if you take out the, the, five cornerstones of the promotion, Bruno Hogan, Austin rock cena like the big time money makers. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you take those five out of the discussion, Randy Savage has a case to be the best all around performer of the rest. Um, mm-hmm. In preparing for this draft, certainly I knew a lot about him. I knew what matches I wanted to do. I wanted to check out, um, but I wanted to revisit them. And this is the beauty of the guy. I still, after all these years, was able to gain, like, I don't want to say a new appreciation, but a further appreciation of him in the ring. Like, I I wrote on the Facebook group about his 1986, just how, like, phenomenal it was. And, like, his body movement, especially in that era, 86, 87, was just, like, unparalleled. His jabs his selling, his entire WF career, just storyline after storyline, just great one after great one. I mean, other than like Dusty Rhodes in 1990, I don't think he had a bad feud. He came in, what a tour de force, how he came Mm -hmm. in in 85. Um, Could be intense by being quiet. Uh, Mm -hmm. I mean, I I would be hard pressed for there to be anyone out there who thinks that Randy Savage is not one of the greatest all-around performers in the history of this business. I mean, that would just be Atrocious to say otherwise.
1: I was just waiting for you, you know, wearing a Randy Savage robe to be like, "Yeah, you didn't mean shit to
3: me." Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was Halloween for him one year. It was just
3: fun. Well, that you know, and, and he transcended pro wrestling too. Like I had tons mm-hmm. of people in my life who never watched it, and they, everybody has a, a macho man imitation they can do.
1: Yeah, everybody knows him. I mean, I'll bring him up to my students, and they know who he is. And I mean. I mean, he was barely even alive during their lifetimes at this point. You know, I teach 14 and 15 year olds and he's been gone since 2011 and they all know him. Uh, It's just, you know, everyone knows the Slim Jim commercials, obviously, you know, like our wives are not wrestling fans. You know, they all probably when they first met us, if you would have said, hey, do you know Randy Savage is? They all would Mm -hmm. have known. Everybody knows him. So, I mean, I agree with what both of you guys said. I think, you know, to your point, Kyle, how he was the jabs he was kind of a high fly like he'd come off the top rope obviously with the flying elbow but he was like so agile you know a little bit smaller guy very quick and then you know later in his career he had some surgery slowed down a little bit but was able to evolve his style you know and he was even he kind of relied more on the brawling you know late in his career uh and then to your point justin i i agree like as a kid being pretty young You know, I was very much drawn to him for the charisma, obviously the voice, those promos. It was more the, and that age, more the promos than the wrestling itself. And then it was later on than than the wrestling too. Like this is the complete total package. You know, who didn't think, if you were a wrestling fan and you know, the theme music, the great theme music, if you were Mm -hmm. a wrestling fan, who didn't walk down their graduation thinking about Macho Man Randy Savage as that song was playing, Pomp and Circumstance? How could you not? Uh, I mean, he had everything that uh that a pro wrestler should have and i really enjoyed going back and and reliving some of his greatest matches too and gaining a even more of an appreciation for some of them and there's some i think there's some gems here that we're going to uncover that you might not find ranked highly on you know like a dave Meltzer star rating list or even on cage match you know we'll see what we come up with i I think the early ones are going to be fairly obvious but as we get into rounds four and five might get pretty interesting
2: here yeah well and what's notable i think about the shift from a four-man to three-man draft is we were all joking the three of us privately about man whoever gets that fourth pick you know you're gonna have to get creative yep well now we don't have that issue yeah because i think most people know what the top three in this draft are going to be probably in the exact order they're going to be but then it gets real interesting so
1: Mm -hmm. so with that said let me just go first round number one overall pick I'm leading it off here and I'm gonna go with the obvious one. WrestleMania three. Savage Steamboat. You know, I debated another one. Um, you know, maybe to get a little cutesy with this pick, but I think when it comes down to it, you kind of have to take this match just because of its legendary status. It was the greatest match in the promotions history for many years. I mean, probably up, what would you say, Kyle, to like ninety-four?
2: Uh, some might say yeah. Brett
1: Bulldog, but no um, def- definitely definitely ninety four
2: yeah I mean no no early, like it before ninety two it was definitely the best match yeah um I mean I'd give it five stars the next wWf match I gave five stars to would be the rumble ninety two yeah so that yeah. was the gap in between five star matches and the promotion
1: yeah. So, I mean, we've talked about this match before on the show. I mean, obviously, it inspired many people to become pro wrestlers. We've all seen it countless times. Um, When I tried to get my wife into pro wrestling, this was the match I showed her. The first time I watched a full-length match with her, it was this one. Um, And I looked at that because I thought about showing her Bretton Austin, too. But this was... A shorter match. I wanted to keep her attention span. Mm-hmm. Now I kind of wish I would have showed her Bretton Austin, to be honest with you. <laughs> but and I know that's the approach you took, Justin, with your wife is you showed her mm-hmm. Bretton Austin. Yep. But I mean this one's in the running. And I just I just can't imagine taking anything else uh with this pick. Justin, any thoughts on this match?
3: Uh no, just a, something you mentioned right there with it, you know, being a shorter match, uh spending the last few days watching a lot of Randy Savage matches, it is you know, I shouldn't say shocking, but how many gems he has that are not long, like he, he could do a lot in a very little amount of time. Um, And that just goes, you know, back to what we said at the very beginning with the way he wrestled and, you know, how much purpose he put into every movement, I, I think more so than almost anybody. And it, it never looked like he was trying to get from, you know, A, B, or C. He he was in the match, and it always looked like he was in there to win it. You know, he wasn't performing um, or, like, acting, I should say.
1: Yeah, I agree. All right, so
3: that's number one overall. Kyle,
1: take us to your pick in round one.
2: Yeah, I'll just say this, too. Um, It's funny you guys talked about he was the first heel that you got into. Um, And, I mean, it's a legendary run. Ironically, and I talked about this when we did the WrestleMania 3 show, Growing up, there was not a single match where I wanted somebody to win more than Ricky Steamboat at WrestleMania 3 against Macho Man. I know this is a Macho Man draft, but uh, I mean, that feud, that's the feud. I I waxed nostalgic about it when we did. That's the feud, you know, that you just picked number one, Brian. The, The blow off to that feud was what made me a wrestling fan for life. So a worthy number one selection there. I think the criticism of it, how, oh, well, they had it all pre-planned. I think that's a stupid criticism. Nah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and we talked about that, I believe, on the Wrestlemania 3 draft, and uh, I think we talked about it when we reviewed the Savage doc, too, did we not? Mm-hmm. Okay. So. But, all right so. But, alright, number two I think is a pretty easy selection. Uh, I think you could make a case of maybe a five-star match, too, while you're at it. Uh, Randy Savage taking on the Ultimate Warrior at Wrestlemania 7. And I know... Well, other than Chris Jericho and maybe Brian Danielson, no one's really running up to Pat Vince McMahon on the back these days. But uh, (laughs) let's give that senile old dog uh, some credit here on August 18th, 2022. This match between Savage and the Warrior at WrestleMania 7 to me is Vince McMahon's vision of pro wrestling done perfectly. Like, this is what he wants. And Mm -hmm. I don't think, when I think of his vision for it, I don't think it was ever done better with not just the match, but the post-match. That counts for me when including in this match. That's what maybe puts, I mean, okay, you maybe roll your eyes with Randy or when Warriors like looking up at the heavens and starts talking to himself. That's kind of stupid, but that's clearly over that, you know, then outweighed by the incredible reunion, grown uh, adults in the crowd crying. When that happens, I mean, it's not often wrestling does that to us. It's just an all-time moment. And the fact that Savage coaxed that match out of the Warrior is a really incredible performance. I've said it before when talking about it. I don't know who came up with the idea for Warrior to walk to the ring. Mm Mm-hmm. But that was the MVP of the night, whether it was Savage or maybe a Pat Patterson, because not only did it physically ensure Warrior wouldn't blow up five minutes from the match like he always did, it made the match feel special before it even started. So Randy Savage, the ultimate Warrior to me at Mania 7, is the very logical number two choice in this draft.
1: Plus also, you know, just the story that they were telling with Elizabeth after, Mm -hmm. you know, like and. The crowd shots, yeah, it's a great match, and then of course, you know the kicking out of the multiple flying elbows is so memorable too. And yeah, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't the last time he got a good match out of Warrior either, so no, and, testament to him.
2: And obviously, they've got the career ending stip, and that was a time when stip matches hadn't been totally bastardized. That live crowd really bought into it, like it felt like okay, hey, one of these guys is out of here. And it's incredible, you know, the story they tell from start to finish. Savage goes in as the heel. He's the guy who cost Warrior the title at the Rumble, you know, allowing Iraqi sympathizer Sergeant Slaughter to win the title. And then when it's all said and done, the match is done. Here's Savage reunited with Elizabeth. People cry, and he retires, retires as a baby face.
3: Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, that, stuff. and that that's why we all agreed that we won't be drafting any matches past 1991 from WrestleMania Seven. <laughs> is it my turn? Yeah.
1: <laughs>
3: WrestleMania Eight, <laughs> Randy Savage. And one, yeah. one year later <laughs> is what I will be drafting. Uh when I originally thought I was gonna be drafting uh number four, I, I was upset because I was gonna miss out on these three kind of cornerstone uh Randy Savage matches. Um, Because I think there is a pretty significant drop-off when you take into account both the in-ring quality and the significance and moment of the match, the prestige of it. Um, And and this definitely falls into that. An all-time great, at least memorable feud going in with Miss Elizabeth and the photo shops and whatnot. And even though young Justin Joint was... Uh, upset well maybe not upset but sad that he didn't get uh rick flair and hogan at wrestlemania 8 uh, th- it's undeniable that this is a far better match than those two could have ever had oh yeah yeah it,
2: you know obviously an infamous match because flair blades and mm-hmm. he thought he was cool to blade because it two matches before bret hart bladed <laughs> But Brett was able to get away with it and told Vince it was Hardway, and Rick didn't get the memo, and Rick got screamed at. But, I, I, you know, look, I mean, I know blood's a big topic now here in 2022. I like blood. Blood was real cool to see it in 1992 WWF. Uh, Justin mentioned the storyline for that match. Uh, as some know, and I know you two are part of that some, I'm covering 1992 now with Liam over at Squared Circle Gazette. And I just watched um, the promo, the sit down promo Vince McMahon did with uh, Elizabeth, talking about the photos. This has to be seen to be believed. I am now convinced that this entire storyline was concocted A, yes, to draw heat for this match. It was an idea, and it worked in that, but it was also done so Vince McMahon could have Elizabeth out there complaining about unfair treatment by the media. <laughs> Dude, because what, what was going on at the time was the steroid stuff. Yeah. you People need to see this interview, and, and I don't have my notes in front of me from it, but Vince is like, how did it make you feel when they printed those things? Those lies. Unbelievable. I'm sitting here watching this being like, are you fucking kidding me? I know exactly why he did this. Yeah, And it's wow. great. But um, yeah, so first match that Randy Savage had uh, as a baby face that's off the uh, list that, that um, Justin just picked. And, you know, your earlier point, Justin, was was well taken, certainly about the drop-off, the perceived drop-off after mm-hmm. these three. I mean, where did all these matches take place? WrestleMania. Yep. You know, I mean, that kind of platform. I mean, everyone knows these three matches. Uh so yeah, I think, I think if any podcast did this draft, I think they'd have the same <laughs> first round we just did. So sorry to let you down, guys, if there was no uh, intrigue there. But <laughs> you got to be tr- true to the game, as they say.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. The intrigue comes with the next pick. So Justin's yeah. going to lead off round two. What do you got, Justin?
3: Well, so I'm kind of bummed out. I- I'm gonna, I'm gonna take what I would have taken, number four. I'm going to take it here, but sadly that means I'm going to lose out almost certainly on something else I wanted because I I don't see any chance that it's going to come back to me, and I won't say what it is now, but once it's taken, I will admit to it. Uh, I'm going to pick something that I honestly don't think is all that great of a match. Um, I don't think it's all that highly rated, but when you talk about Randy Savage's greatest matches, I mean, you, you put that word greatest out there in... That can be pretty subjective. There's different things that can make a match great.
2: I know what you're doing Um, here.
3: And in in this case, I'm going to keep the WrestleMania train rolling here. And I'm going to, yeah. Randy Savage versus Hulk Hogan, WrestleMania five, the conclusion of arguably the greatest uh, story feud ever in WWE history. And I, I, I believe, I I looked up and down trying to find this information for sure, but I'm pretty sure for at least like 10 years, WrestleMania five, because of this match had one of their biggest, you know, pay-per-view buys ever. Is that incorrect?
2: No, it's correct. Yeah. Right. It was not not broken until WrestleMania 15.
3: So, I mean, like I said, I, I know this isn't a great match and they've almost certainly had better matches just talking in ring, but this was a huge moment in Savage's career, any way you look at it. Um, and yeah, I'd say honestly, my biggest problem with the match was Hogan came out second. That might've been the first moment as a young Hogan fan. That was like, no, oh, what? what's up with this dude? Is he just entitled <laughs> and gets whatever he wants? Uh, uh, called yeah.
2: attention to by Jesse Ventura on commentary mm-hmm. in that match. Yep. So it, what what's interesting in preparing for this draft and I figured someone would take this. So this was not the direction you were going, by the way. When you were going through that very lovely soliloquy, Justin, I, I was very convinced you were going in a, in a, in a much different direction, actually. But um, I. But when preparing for this draft, you know, you think about Hogan and Savage, and I think we're all in agreement. This is probably the best story wwf ever did at least in that era right Mm -hmm. i mean it was over such a long period the mega powers form in late 87 then they explode in february of 89 and they do this monster business here at WrestleMania 5 but i don't know if there's a go-to hogan savage match is there like i was thinking i was looking at the house shows i mean they they feuded right when savage came into the promotion in late 85 early 86 did great business off the rip too Mm -hmm. Uh, but then they you know they come back to it you know they kept feuding a little bit through 86 and even in 87, then, right before Savage turned. When they,
3: was they, the When was the match that uh, Buster Douglas ended up refereeing or being the... It was the in early 40, 90, wasn't it? it? Yeah. yeah, right after yeah. Douglas
2: beat Tyson. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
3: It's shocking that these two seemingly didn't have great in-ring chemistry when you could say that they're the only two that got good matches out of Ultimate Warrior. Right. Well, yeah.
2: th- they had good matches. It's just that I, there's just not that one, I think, yeah. that I mean that sticks out now to your pick. This one sticks out because, again, what did we talk about with the first ones? And you d- reiterated this. Lovely. It happened at WrestleMania. And because it did the big number, um, I think the two things hurt this match it, from an in-ring perspective. One, Savage went in with an absolutely terrible staff infection. Okay, yep. it was so bad. That, you know, Bruce Pritchard, who I wouldn't believe normally if his tongue was notarized, uh, you know, <laughs> went on the record. And this is, I think, before he went back to the company when he got really full of shit. But he was like, yeah, you know, to be honest with you, if that match happened today, we probably would have had to pull Savage. Wow. I mean, I mean think about that. I mean, in those days, they didn't care if you were, you know, what you were affected with. You were, If you were a wrestler, I mean, for God's sake, Sid failed a steroid test at the height of... <laughs> They're really testing and they still let him main event. Um, and, and the other thing was as integral as Elizabeth was to the storyline, the whole business of whose corner she was in in the first part of that match, I thought yeah. it took a while for the match to get going.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was easily the best WrestleMania main event to that point in time. We're only five shows in. I mean, the build was spectacular. I think just, I mean, just it's an iconic match. And I, I I think with you describing it, I thought this was the direction you were going. Actually, I did, Justin. And this wow. is the match I would have taken at this point. Wow. Because, oh, that's you? good to know. That's good to yeah. know. Cause
3: that's the thing that kills us with, with these drafts, is like, you know, I certainly would not have taken that now if I thought, you know, it could come back to me. But uh I, I certainly wasn't concerned about Kyle taking it, but I, I did <laughs> think there was a chance you would. I mean,
1: yeah, I was going to take it. if if you wouldn't have taken it here and Kyle didn't pick it, I for sure would have picked it at the end of this round. It's it, it was a match that proved, you know, like they had they had spent a year with Savage with the title. But, you know, putting him in the main event with Hulk Hogan, it cemented him as a main eventer. if there was any question about it, Savage and Hogan toe to toe at WrestleMania five cemented his legacy. It's a gigantic match just for that. I think it's a more than passable match. It's definitely not a great match. Maybe even mm-hmm. a little long uh, yeah. from what I recall. But it's, uh, yeah, I, I would have picked it here. I think it's it's a second round pick with three people easily. And I think if we would have had four people on, I think it might have gotten picked in that fourth slot. Well, it would have been probably because it would have been your pick. I, w- so, I would have yeah. taken it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. yeah. If if you know our guests hadn't picked it third, who knows? Who knows what direction that person would have went in? But yeah, yeah, I think it's a good pick. Thank you. And who can forget the promos too? I mean, God, I could just watch a loop of the Savage promos leading up. In fact, I used to. If <laughs> once mm-hmm. in a while I would watch this YouTube video, and it was Randy Savage's greatest promos. It's just this mashup, and it had a bunch of them from this feud. So, oh, yeah,
2: but the, the, the ones that, like, were cut in studio.
1: Yeah, completely the, losing his mind, and I the,
2: hate your guts, that one. Yeah, the,
1: yeah ju- so yeah. good. So good. All right, Kyle, what do you got? All right,
2: uh, well, this is what I would have picked at number four, and yeah, I'm understand. definitely going to pick it now because I don't think there is any chance in hell that Ryan's going to pass on it with two picks coming up. Oh, uh, but I'm going to take the best match to ever take place on Saturday night's main event. That would be right. Randy Savage and Brett Hart from November of 1987. Let's work a body part for Dick Eversall, boys and girls. Okay. <laughs> Who said we can't do a little limb work on uh, the 1130 time slot on NBC. Come on now. Um, <laughs> this, uh, like I said, it's the best match. History of Sirens main event, my opinion. It was a nice showcase for Brett when he was still a tag wrestler. So I know you two Bret Hart fans love that. And it was... Again, we talked about what a great seller Savage was. You know, having to take the boot off um, was great stuff. You didn't see that a lot, particularly in TV matches of WWF of that era. And I loved... Because this was right after the angle where honky shoved elizabeth and the mega power subsequently formed there's this urgency at the start of the matches which is just great like Neidhart Hart and jimmy Hart circle elizabeth like vultures mm-hmm. and he keeps like jumping out the her, and it creates this awesome dynamic where okay savage is wrestling just this tag wrestler but he's distracted he's out you know what's he gonna do um this is a great match, an mm-hmm. absolutely great match. Um, from a star rating perspective, yeah, I, I've got it. You know, right up there. You know, in, in a group for competing for number four. So I'm very happy I got this in this spot.
1: Yeah, I was just gonna say I rewatched. This was one I rewatched. I hadn't seen it in many Same. many years leading up, and I would have for sure picked it. You son of a bitch. So mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> thank how, you for. How- how long had uh, Savage been a baby face at this point? Oh, Two months. Two See, months. Yeah. Two,
2: three tops. Like, I mean, he, he really didn't officially turn until the Mega Powers formation. Like, it was a deal where on TV, it was, and it was quite awesome, where Honky Talk Man, who had like just won the Intercontinental title on a fluke, like a month after, started calling himself the greatest Intercontinental champion of all time, which. You know, it's something that would like really work, I think, with today's audience, you know, like these people like you, motherfucker, are you? Is this guy kidding me? But like with that, even with the 1987 WWF audience, they're like, who is this fucking guy kidding? (laughs) This guy's no good, you know, and Randy Savage, and how the feud started. Originally, Savage took offense to it on television. He's like, no, I'm the greatest Intercontinental Champion of all time. Mm -hmm. And and he is. And he came out. And there was a confrontation, and that's what led to the match. But like, Sa- like it was Hogan coming out with the handshake that really cemented Savage as a babyface. Although he had been getting cheered for several months leading up to that, even in return matches with Ricky Steamboat. On the house, okay.
1: yeah. It's a good pick, man. I would, I would have taken it for sure. Did you have this high on your list, Justin?
3: Uh, when I thought I was going to be drafting four and five. I yeah. was deciding between three matches, and this was one of them. Okay. A hard <sighs> one to let go. A hard one to it let is. go. It is.
1: It is, man. I'm
3: Especially, you know, just it, such a great showcase for Bret Hart as a singles wrestler. And then also a way to cement uh, Randy Savage in that babyface role with just the way the match was laid out, as Kyle had already said, with, you know, having to take off the boot and work in the leg the entire time a fantastic move and uh one of the most uh fluid uh like body slam into a small package finishes i've ever seen a beautiful finish
2: yes it did not look phony or forced at all (sighs) and also you get you get jesse ventura uh burying the boz before the match starts, oh, yeah, <laughs> <you> laugh <laughs> mm-hmm. the
1: they show them coming out, uh, yeah,
2: yeah, uh, just, just for you know, those who are keeping score at home, taped November 11th of '87, but aired uh November 28th. So there you go, 17 day lag time.
1: And as you found out, Justin, those Saturday nights made event shows can be a little difficult to find there on the peacock.
3: Oh, Jesus Christ, that you know, <laughs> I wouldn't say I've been a defender of the cock, but. <laughs> I, I have not had as much trouble with the cock as a lot of other people have had, but trying to find some of these old matches, uh, in particular one that has not been drafted yet. I mean, like for Saturday night's main event, you can't even find that, or at least I couldn't, maybe I'm a moron in the WWE browser or tab, like under, you know, any like classics or whatever, you have to go to their search bar and like, just start typing it in is the only way I could freaking find it. Yeah.
2: that's interesting because for me, it actually like is, but I think it's cause I've watched them mm. before. Like, so like there's, a, if you scroll down on the WWE page, it's like, I don't know. It says eighties flashback or something a section. And it was one of the tabs that was readily there. Um, but no, I had the same issue with some of these matches where like to find old Coliseum videos. Like I went to the Coliseum video section and it wasn't there. And I was like, what the hell? They don't have all these up. But I searched them and found them. I almost sent you a very arrogant text, by the way. This afternoon, Justin, when you were like complaining about the cock, oh, God. I, I was I was gonna be like, "Oh, hey man, if you like need to know like where they are, I'm like I probably know, and I'll just you could just ask me." But I didn't do that because I also cause I, because number one, I didn't want to come across as arrogant. Number two, I didn't really want to help your drafting.
1: <laughs> buddy, I want you to see a few less matches, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what? With my pick here, I'm debating a couple you get of directions. Two. Yeah, two picks actually. And I'm debating directions here because I feel like there's some technical, like in ring work wise, there's better matches out there. But there's a match just hanging there that's on my list. I I tried to kind of like choice rank them, and this one's down like a few slots, but I feel like I just want to get it on my board right now. Okay. And I could take it with my next pick too, but I'm kind of itching to talk about it right now. And I'm having some memories flood back as I think about this match, Kyle, because I'm thinking about a Top Rope Nation Classics ah, that you and I recorded, I believe, this, in the fall of 2020. It was just me and you on that one.
2: The, I thought this is where Justin was going when he was talking oh, about like, I, um, I could see that now with transcending star I ratings. Am
3: real concerned right now. I do not feel good about what's about to happen. <laughs> you were thinking this one was going to be there for you. Yeah.
1: Okay. It's not. (laughs) It's a brief match, but when you think about the way it starts and you think of the aftermath and Kyle, how we raved about that promo backstage afterwards this Tuesday in (laughs) Texas.
2: By the way, way, I like how you said aftermath because only an idiot would call it an afterbirth. Welcome, Chad.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I just love... The feud is tremendous. You know, everybody has fond memories of the jake roberts randy savage feud <laughs> the match is it's fine six minutes and 25 seconds according to the results list i just pulled up but you're but not it's, picking
2: it because the match itself i'm not pitching it be,
1: i'm not i'm not picking it because of that. i'm picking it because you know after savage scores the victory and of course you know this savage coming up back from retirement If you're not familiar, and I can't believe you wouldn't be if you're listening to the show, but, you know, the wedding at SummerSlam, the gift from Jake Roberts and everything that transpired. So we we get this match and then afterwards, Savage wants to really take out Jake Roberts, you know, and the officials come out and he tries to attack him with a ring bell. And, the you know, in the distraction, in comes Jake Roberts, who gives him the DDT right and eventually you know like the big part of the the match not really the match the aftermath of the match is when elizabeth tries to save her husband and jake roberts slaps her and gives savage a ddt anyways and it's just i mean my blood gets boiling thinking about it it's freaking amazing if you have not watched this match in a long time Go watch it. This is how you do a wrestling storyline.
3: And and don't forget, he had the bandage from the cobra bite that would start coming undone during the match, and there was a little Mm -hmm. bit of blood that had soaked through, and just a nice little touch there.
2: Yep. Afterwards, Jake Roberts cut a promo comparing (laughs) slapping Elizabeth to having an orgasm. (laughs) Yes,
1: (laughs) it's so good. On our Top Rope Nation classics, if you're a patron, I have that whole interview, the audio in the show. I remember cutting that in there because it's just just so good so again like it's it's the story it's the afterburn i mean the aftermath it's so good so good
2: so here's the thing okay and we and justin teased this a little bit before the draft started you've reiterated it just now about kind of transcending star ratings or whatever um we made this point on that tuesday in texas podcast i believe ryan you can give the throw out whatever rating you want that for this Savage Roberts scenario, whatever you want. But if you're going to ask me to watch 30 minutes of WWF WWE television, there's just not many better 30 minutes of television they've ever done with the pre-match, the match itself, the post-match, and then the post-match interviews. Mm -hmm. Yep. I mean, there is no 30 minutes in the last 10 years of WWE that I would rather watch than that.
1: Yeah. yeah I think I would agree. Honestly. I mean, it,
2: I mean, it is up there with, I mean, some people thought, like, at the time, it was the best 30 minutes of WWE TV ever.
3: Yeah. So. I am proof of the pick right in this line. I, I, <laughs> yes. I am devastated right now. I thought for I, I, sure I'd have a chance at that on the way back around.
2: I, I figured that was, it, when we had it in the four rounds, I was pretty sure that somebody was going to leap up and grab that. Yeah. For its memorability. You get to go again, Mr. Drosty. Hmm.
1: Could go a number of directions here. There's some deep cuts that I hold near and dear to my heart, but I feel like I can get at least one of those late. Mm. Knowing Kyle Ross. Who is going to pick twice before I pick again. I don't, gonna, I don't think this one's going to, I don't think this one's this one's going to last. I think you're for sure going to take, I think Kyle for sure. Maybe Justin. Would have taken this one. So what I'm going to do here is I am going to satisfy a good friend of ours live on air. That's right. Derek Chappell. Oh, Because I'm coming down to Memphis. And I'm oh. talking about Randy Savage before the WWF. I'm talking old school here, baby. I'm going oh. Savage Lawler, Loser Leaves Town. Oh. June 3rd, 1985, the Mid-South Coliseum. This one is, if you watch this, I mean, this is what a wrestling crowd used to be, right? Yeah. I mean, like, when they hated a guy, it came through loud and clear. At least, I mean, unless this has been recently discovered, the version that I watch of this is like mi- missing a portion of the match, and you don't actually get to see the whole thing. But, I mean... It starts very slow, but this Memphis crowd just hates Randy Savage. You know, the whole story, Randy coming in from Kentucky, you know.
2: The rival uh, promotion, yep.
1: Yep, yep. And then coming coming into Lawler's hometown and the iconic Mid-South Coliseum. I mean, obviously you get great punches out of Jerry Lawler and Randy Savage, two of the greatest punchers of all time. I mean, this is not... It's not like your classic wrestling of the two thousands. What you get here. What you get here is a hot crowd, a great brawl. You get the apron spot where Jerry Lawler like goes off the apron to the table. Lawler ends up getting, you know, busted open. And they stop the match. And Lawler says, you know, not like this. We can't, we can't do it, go like this. And they restart the match. And in the end, Lawler is victorious, and Randy Savage is off to the World Wrestling Federation. And for this stage of his career, you couldn't have written an ending any better, right? I mean, like, what Savage did with the rival promotion, working there, coming to Memphis, is iconic. It made him a star in that region, and eventually people went back around the country, and they saw this stuff and saw how good he was during that era, too, before he was the macho man that we came to know and love years later. And I just, I mean, honestly, just the crowd, (laughs) the crowd just makes this match. So I I had to get this one right here. And Kyle, am I right? Would you have taken this one before it got back to me? Do you think?
2: Probably not. I was thinking I could have waited to the last round to get this. You you surprised me a little bit. So thinking um, like
1: Kyle Ross here.
2: (laughs) Well, here's something. You talked about the stipulation for this match. Loser leaves town. Mm -hmm. Could you please reread that date for us all? june 3rd
1: 1985
2: yeah and guess what happened after he left town guess where he went who savage yeah guess where yeah the the, the wonderful world of the world wrestling federation yeah yes exactly so yeah um Mm -hmm. I, i would have to uh confer perhaps with derek or or somebody else who knows their memphis history maybe a little bit better than i this feud was, I think, the last time they sold the Coliseum out until Lawler and Idol in 87. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, this Yeah, this did good business. So, But, you know, by 86, Vince was taking over the world and everyone was struggling. Yeah. Or I don't know, maybe... No, I, I feel that there was like a Lawler and Dundee match that sold it out that happened after this.
1: Our guy Derek, Derek might have even been there.
2: Yeah, Derek, where were you? Derek Schrappel. Derek, yeah. Derek, come out of nowhere, please. Do a run in it and confirm them. But I, I Let me call
1: we call above. We set up yeah. the Derek signal here.
2: So um yeah, I'm almost positive there was actually a Luller Dundee match after this had sold it out. But um yeah, well, okay. I, I I I was kind of just hoping you were gonna pick a different match because now I'm in a position where there's something dangling out there that I thought might go, but it it for me because of what I picked in round one it's actually would be a dumb pick and so if Justin wants to, I'll leave this one for, I'll leave that one for Justin if he wants it, maybe he's not going to take it, I don't know, okay but um, I am now going to go on as I often do on top of nation a bit of a diatribe, a bit of a soliloquy here one of the interesting things about 80s WWF is we didn't have access to a ton of footage way back when, right? All There was all these house shows that, yeah, okay, the tape traders had, but that wasn't unless if you were like getting the right Coliseum home videos and you didn't know like the deep cuts that, you know, of 80s WWF, you don't think of 80s WWF as having a lot of deep cuts, right? But... It turns out, you know, you get a little older, your tastes get a little more refined, and you find some deep cuts on Coliseum Home Video. Then YouTube.com came about. The 24-7 channel comes about. The WWE Network. And now, of course, we have the cock. Uh, Justin seems a little scared, a little nauseous. Like he's I'm a little worried.
3: Up. I'm a little worried right now.
2: Okay, I, 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 I was... Going to wait a a little. I actually feel I've waited enough, though, on this. This match, I said I would pick Savage Heart 4 because you guys are Bret Hart fans. But when we were talking off air, I said there was a match that actually was number 4 on my board. And I was debating whether or not I would take it if I got that 4-5 thing. It's now moot. Here we go, round three, and this is what, pick uh, number eight, Ryan, I believe, in the draft? Uh, Yes. Okay, yep. well, I have a chance to take it. I'm going to take it. And, Ryan, you took Savage Steamboat with the first pick, as you should have, a match so near and dear to my childhood. I want a Savage Steamboat match. And so we're going to go a month earlier to the Maple Leaf Gardens, February 15th, 1987. Randy Savage, Ricky Steamboat. If you have never seen this before, it is a clear run through for Mania. And for those who criticize the Mania 3 match for not being violent enough, given the nature of the feud. This is the match you want to watch because it's a great companion piece to Mania. It. it is violent. Savage bleeds. Um yeah, I, I think this is the fourth match. I have seen people say this is the third best WWF match of the eighties after Mania 3 and then Slaughter Sheik in the boot camp match. Wait, so, which one
3: was this? What what was the date?
2: February fifteenth, eighty seven, Maple Leaf Gardens. Versus Ricky Steamboat.
0: Hmm.
1: Is this one you watched on YouTube? Is this on Peacock?
2: This is not on the cock. It is easily found on YouTube,
1: though. Okay. So for the listeners out there, you want to watch it, check it out on YouTube.
2: Yes. Before you vote, please watch this match because I think you will like it quite a bit. And it was, av- I believe, it became available to the world via the 24 7 service. Because it's professional, it's good quality that you get on there, and uh, when they when they show it, it it, I I think the twenty four seven things even in the corner. So, Uh, but yeah, easily available uh, on YouTube.com, and I'm really happy I got that here round three.
3: Nice. All right, Justin, what do you got? Well, he did not take what I was. Hoping to get with one of my next two picks. Um, it does surprise me that there's another match sitting out there. So maybe I have to... I don't know. I Okay, I'm going to take the one that I thought he might be taking here. Uh, because, well, maybe not entirely. It fits into his talk about, you know, where did you originally see this match? For me, I don't remember when I originally saw this. But I know it was either some random YouTube video or else on possibly, and maybe you guys will know this, a a, a Coliseum video from back in the day. Um, I am going to be taking Randy Savage versus Ted DiBiase from June 25th, 1988, steel cage match, MSG. I think this might possibly be, in this run, Savage's best title defense. It is uh, an extremely hot crowd, so hot that towards the end of it, uh, a kid climbs up the cage <laughs> to yeah. try and to try and knock Virgil off because Virgil's up there trying to help DiBiase. Uh, a, a really fun match. hot crowd makes Savage look like a hundred bucks. And it just to me, if if you watch it, keep it in mind the time it solidifies him as a champion. Um, I think in today's eyes, it might feel a little bit of sl- feel a little slow because a lot of the start of the matches, DiBiase with the upper hand. Uh, but boy, does it it builds tremendously to a just a great finish.
2: That match, I believe, was what we talk about. You know what was evaluated highly at the time. What we've come back to, uh, you know, with the benefit of hindsight, that match I believe was one of. Four or five WWF matches that made the 80s yearbook in The Observer by Jeff Bodren, huh. the one Justin just picked. Uh, I It was Savage and Steamboat, obviously, Slaughter and Sheik. I think there was a Rockers-Brainbusters match in there, Patterson and Slaughter, and, and and that. I think those were the five WWF matches that made the top 100 uh, in The Observer at the end of the decade. So um, it is available on macho madness is the Coliseum video.
1: Okay, oh, yeah, all right, makes sense. There
3: you go. Actually, I think I they must have a version because I found it on some random Macho Man compilation on the cock is where I okay. was able to rewatch it this time. It's like in the very middle of that uh, uh, compilation.
2: What's hmm. funny about that match is so. You know, like so many, I would dub tapes from the video store back in the day, and the Macho Madness tape I found and I dubbed it. I don't know if you this ever happened, to you guys. There was something on the tape that <laughs> fucked it up, and you couldn't. Yeah. So like I would go back to watch it, and it like didn't work. Like you couldn't see, and so I, I for the longest time never saw this tape because my copy was all screwed up.
1: A few of those tapes in the eighties had that. I do remember. Um, I think it's like an old Michael Jordan tape. I had had that problem, oh like Michael Jordan's playground, and I used to like my parents dubbed it for me. I still watched it, even though the tape would like move around and stuff on the screen. So I know exactly what you're talking about.
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah,
2: that that tape has a ton of Savage d b r c on it. Uh, you, I would agree with you, Justin. This was his best title defense from the run. We also should make mention. You know, when you picked. Savage and Hogan earlier. And I believe it was Ryan made the point about solidifying Savage at the top of the card. Let's talk about this 88 run. He had as champion because WWF was really running a risk by, you know, cause Hogan was going off the road to do no holds barred and, you know, for somebody else to step another baby face to step in and fill that void was a big deal. And they, had enough confidence and savage for him to do it, but it was a risk. And him and DiBiase drew well. That was like the thing because you know it's funny now we we all know business falls off a little bit after WrestleMania, right? Mm-hmm. And after the first three WrestleManias, business fell off pretty substantially. They kind of you know would take a bit of a break for them. You know Hogan didn't get a big you know I mean Hogan and Andre was put on ice after Mania three. Hogan and Orndorff didn't start till late in the summer in 86. But this was, uh, of you know, following the early WrestleManias, Savage and D.B. was, like, the one post-mania main event program that really drew well. And, and that was, you know, certainly not the norm, I think, through the first, like, after the first, like, I don't know, what was it like? 12, 13 manias, you know, there was not a hot post-mania program except this one.
3: I don't think there's probably very many instances where you had kind of a a heel and a baby face at the peak of their powers, Mm -hmm. at the peak of Mm -hmm. their their love or their hate. I mean, both these guys were right there at that time period.
2: Yeah, DiBiase's first year in the promotion is like an all-timer as a heel. I mean, just with the introduction Mm -hmm. of those vignettes, really good stuff. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's funny, like 96 to... 2000 is very much not the norm in the WWF when business continued to climb post mania, when they were just on that ride, uh, WWF, mm-hmm. uh, other than that period, business never go- went up after mania except 88.
1: Hmm. Interesting. I, would you have to go to like Brett and Owen for at least a good, I don't know, drawing power wise, but a good feud, po- you know, coming out
2: of mania. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm just talking about like relative to what they were doing before. I mean, business just always went down after May, yeah. but it, it yeah. didn't go down like there was like a real fear with like you know no Hogan, I mean, that was the first time they did no Hogan. Mm-hmm. And and not only did business not fall, it it it, it kept going strong. Yeah. Let me look what, what that did here. I couldn't look that up. Maybe.
3: Well, he's looking that up. I would just implore anybody because I'm sure there's going to be people that you know when Ryan post. Our our picks online, they're going to see DiBiase steel cage and be like, "Well, what is that? I never saw that on Saturday Night's main event or (laughs) any pay per view." I implore you to go watch it. Why did he
1: pick WrestleMania four? They're (laughs) going (laughs) to
3: say. I mean, exactly though, but yeah, this is just one of those instances where maybe instead of the significance of the moment, I went with a great match, which you Mm -hmm. know that's kind of the area we're in with this draft.
2: Uh, Yeah. Before AEW told you to Google it, Top Rope Nation told you to Google it. <laughs> uh, That's so, right. For the record, uh, that show uh, did 18,300, which was very, very good with Bill Hogan.
3: Hmm. Interesting.
1: All right. Well, Justin, you yeah. lead off our next round. So what do you got? So,
3: This is the funny thing about the draft and the way it plays out sometimes. Earlier, I said... If I had, you know, if we had our fourth person and I was picking number four, number five, I had three matches in mind. One of those matches is still still on the board right now. Same here. And and I'm not going to take it right now.
1: (laughs) Um, Cheeky, Justin Joint.
3: I'm I'm going to take another match that I think there's a good chance it could fall to me, but I just don't want to risk it. Because I would. I think this would be number 2 behind uh uh Ryan the asshole drosty taking the Tuesday in Texas match. Wait a minute here. Yeah. <laughs> you, you took my match, man. You took my match. I just don't want to <laughs> risk I don't want to risk that happening again. Um this is another instance where it's a pretty average to above average match, but it's what comes after that makes it an all-time moment. Mm. No, nah, I'm I do not think it's the one you're thinking of. Kyle. Wait I think I, know, I think I
1: know what it is you're talking. Did this match happen in 19 in the mid 90s? Let me just say that.
3: Let's say it happened June 25th, 1984. 96. Oh, okay. I thought you were going in a different direction. Okay. 1984. CWA Star Wars, wow. the Mid South Coliseum, Randy Savage and Laney Pofo versus the Rock and Roll Express. This is the pile driver table spot match okay if you go back and you watch this match it's funny because lanny definitely thinks he's the one who's going to be the superstar coming out uh which doesn't end up being the case obviously it's a fun match you know it's it's pretty chaotic it's a great showcase for the the tag team wrestling of rock and roll express and then you have you know, arguably one of the, the first table spots ever in professional wrestling. And it's a doozy. Wow. Very nice. Wow.
2: So you guys both went with Memphis. I see your guys are splitting the Derek Chappelle vote, I guess, a little bit there. <laughs> yeah. So I uh, I posted this in the Facebook group, ironically. Like, it was funny it was like the anniversary of it or something. And Meltzer was talking about with somebody. I just posted the tweet. I forgot we were even doing a Savage draft when I posted that. I just thought it was cool. Cause yeah, I love that table spot. I think it was like the first big table spot. This is obviously five years before flair and funk when they did that. But yeah, Mm -hmm. I love this. This was like one of those first matches that like, I remember, you know, when, when you hear about things, um, that like you know i heard i was like oh man i want to see that so bad And again when we got like the explosion the proliferation of footage on youtube i remember it was like one of the first things i sought out and it was like so cool to see it like lived up to the hype
3: and i think it's still there i believe that is where i rewatched it in the last couple of days was youtube what's the exact date on that match again uh it's 6 1984 okay nice
2: okay. So I did – that's not where I thought you were going um, with that. Interesting that you have it that high, Justin. You have that in consideration if you were in the 4-5 snake position. No.
3: Oh. No. That, I, I decided to pass on that oh, match okay. that now, I, I had. I'm sorry.
2: I misheard. I misheard. Because nope. – y- you're right. Because it's funny. Because I had a uh, – three matches I was deciding between had I been in that position – uh, I've picked two of them, honestly, uh, are incredibly, Savage and Heart and Savage and Steamboat uh, for Maple Leaf Gardens. And I'm going to pass on the other one, too, because I don't think it fits with it. it would. It, I don't think it fits well with what I have so far.
3: I wonder if it's the same one I'm thinking of. Maybe I'll pick it with my last one.
2: Um, <laughs> but, the, and you know, I don't know. Maybe I lose the draft by picking house show matches. I don't care. You know, I'll be honest with you guys. Okay. I voted for myself in every draft we've ever done. <laughs> okay. I, I voted for myself. Actually, I didn't vote for myself in the SummerSlam one because fucking Liam kept taking all the ones I wanted, and I shouldn't have yeah. known better. The one guy that yeah knows me, but he just was picking them off like a book. <laughs> but um, I'm going to go with the blow-off of my favorite house show feud of all time. And the pick is from June 14th, 1986, in Madison Square Garden. We will go Randy Savage teaming with adorable Adrian Adonis mm. against Tito Santana and Bruno San Martino in a steel cage. Let's talk about this. All right. I said it's the blow-off to my favorite house show feud of all time. Feud starts. Savage steals the Intercontinental title from Santana in February at the Boston Guard. Uh, they then work MSG every month after that. There is a rematch in March uh, where Savage intentionally gets disqualified. In April, a match that I would also implore our uh, listeners slash viewers to watch, they have a no DQ match, which is soiled by wretched commentary of Dick Graham, Gorilla Monsoon, and Lord Al Hayes, who seemingly <laughs> don't know it's a no DQ match and keep wondering why there's no DQ. Um Savage cheats to win there by bullying around the referee. Does a massive blade job, too. So Mm. At that point, you need to bring a special referee in because the normal ref didn't get the job done. They bring Bruno in for May. Well, Adrian Adonis shows up and him and Savage kick Bruno's ass in that one. The next month, what do they do? I also screwed up, by the way. I told you the wrong date, Ryan. I didn't tell you to steal cage match. It's July. As I, July,
1: as I, I was just going to say, yeah.
2: As I was saying this, I, I had it written down wrong. It is, hold on, give me the right date here. Hold on. July like, 12th. July 12th, 1986. I'm sorry, I had 1986 open, and I control f you're welcome, Chad Repack, uh, the match, and it took me to the first one, not the second one. Yes, it's July 12th, eighty six. they're in the cage. But anyway, June, they have a normal tag match at MSG. And then July, they have this cage match. Um, And for those who have never seen it, we made this point when we talked about the Cactus and Friends against the Nasty Boys, 94 WCW. How Kevin Dunn's method of shooting wrestling is so fucking wretched, isn't it? Where it's Mm -hmm. like, hey, let's have this chaotic match, but we're going to have an eight-person match where six people lay out. We're just going to show two people punching each other eight different ways. Well, how about just having everyone do shit and the cameras trying to follow the action, not working to the camera? This tag match is an instant of the it's just total chaos. It's four guys. it's the heels constantly trying to climb out of the cage. Uh, you know the baby faces trying to keep them in. Great stuff. I butchered the fucking date which is embarrassing. but by God, you need to watch this. It is the blow off of my favorite house show program of all time. July 12th, 86 in the cage, savage and Adonis for Santana. And I ap- Sam. I, ap-
3: I apologize. if you already said it, uh, where can we find this? Is it on the cock or on YouTube?
2: It is on inside the steel cage. Call is that a home video?
3: Okay. Uh, okay.
2: Um, if you want to watch the rest of the few that I just broke down and talked about for about an hour there, um, it is all on the Macho Man and Elizabeth tape. So every uh, match from the house show feud is on Macho Man and Elizabeth, which I had to put in the search bar, Justin. That was the one I couldn't find.
3: I actually um, just came across that today. I didn't have okay. a chance to watch any of it, but I saw but, it. Yeah,
2: so it's got like five Santana matches in a row and then doesn't have this blow off. They put that on a different tape inside the steel cage. But uh, two, you know, Savage and Santana juice. I mean, Adonis jumps off the top of the cage. This was like one of the great WWF cage matches, the 80s. <laughs> I, I had never seen a tag team cage match either the first time I'd seen this. This was actually Bruno's last MSG appearance for 28 years.
3: No shit. Wow.
2: Yeah. So historical in nature.
3: Yeah, I don't honestly don't know if I've seen this I've, match. I've never before, seen it. But I'm definitely going to be watching that one.
1: Kyle, I think you can be forgiven for forgetting the date i think even the rain man of professional
2: wrestling well no i didn't forget Um, the date so well messing up the
1: date with another one yeah Yeah. this
2: this control f situation that chad repack is always yelling at (laughs) oh why don't you just control f it when i asked him like because one time i asked him about something, i was like oh man i like thought i read something in observer i can't find it and then like he found it i was like oh man you found that pretty quick he's like yeah i used control f like a (laughs) dick (laughs) like a fucking dick
1: When's this Chad Repack coming on this podcast? So so I I,
2: so I control F'd it and it took me to the June match and so I was looking at that date. I didn't have it written down. July twelfth, eighty six, inside the steel cage. All right. It's also criminal. Hmm. We don't get that old Coliseum video. Uh, They've overdubbed those intros. You know when they talked about it being passed down from the Romans and Egyptians. The do 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 do. We don't get that anymore. We get some overdubbed freaking bullshit <laughs>
1: <laughs> wasn't coliseum video like actually an adult film company or something that was I putting believe those believe they were yeah, yeah i believe they
2: were yeah so they must have been some like old porn music they threw up
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh god all right
2: where the hell are we
1: well we're finishing me. out round four so i'm gonna go two in a row and then i'm gonna be done yep. oh wow Hmm, there's a couple of Boy,
3: iconic matches out there still. We, we're going to have to do honorable mentions because, Jesus, there's a lot left. There's a yeah. lot on the table. As Let's go say.
2: six. Let's go six, Riles. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do six.
1: I think for this one, I'm going WCW.
3: Oh, oh I was when that was, was coming our off. Our first court. foray.
1: Yeah. You know, I, I mentioned at the top, how later in his career Savage's you know, style changed. You know, he wasn't as agile. He wasn't flying around the ring like he used to. He Still did the flying elbow drop, but he, he noticeably lost a step. And he, you know, but the brawling was still there. And I think that this match is one that showcases that. So him and Diamond Dallas Page had several matches throughout 1997. They worked uh, what Spring Stampede, Great American Bash and then here at Halloween Havoc 97 it's basically a last man standing match they called it what was it like a las vegas uh
2: La- ch- was it like last chance silver dollar something no was it was las
3: match? vegas something las, las vegas, vegas sudden death, death match I think.
2: sudden okay. death yeah. there you go i knew it was Sundance. SD.
1: and so you know like the story again like the you got to answer the 10 count you get i i believe two flying elbows if i remember right and ddp makes it up uh, you get the diamond cutter. Savage gets up uh, like at the nine second mark from a diamond cutter. You get Kimberly and Elizabeth out there. They get into a fight. These guys brawl all over the arena.
3: Ooh, talk, about, talk about peak of your powers, Kimberly and Miss Elizabeth.
1: Oh, yeah. Another reason to watch this match. <laughs> now, the finish, not a huge fan of the finish. You know, it's freaking Hulk Hogan coming out dressed like sting with the baseball bat and and helping Savage win. But the ma- I mean up until that point, it's a spect- it's a it's a really good brawl. I really like this match a lot. Again, like I said, they had several several memorable matches that year. I think this is the best one. And then in mid ninety eight, Savage leaves. He has surgery and then he comes back in ninety nine with the whole new look, you know, with gorgeous George and and Medusa and everything. So I think this is one of his last great matches. There's one in 98 I could maybe take that I've kind of toyed with in, as my next pick. But, I mean, this is this is one of his final great matches. So, yeah, Halloween Havoc 97, the last man standing match with Diamond Dallas Page. Thoughts, gentlemen?
3: It, I think it would be remembered even better if it wasn't for the shitty ending, as you already mm-hmm. pointed out. I, I mean, yeah. that was such a blow to a a, a good match.
2: Yeah, well, I mean keep, that's. I'll keep this brief. I think it's hard to pick between the page matches.
3: Yeah, which which Espe- especially tough. this and the previous one. Hmm. Yeah, Great American Bash is a really good one too. I have that oh. on my list as well.
2: Oh. 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 So.
3: Interesting. Ky- Kyle, sounds like you have thoughts.
2: Maybe we'll come back to. Him.
3: Okay. Oh. Okay. okay. Huh.
2: Hmm. I still think we should do six rounds. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I can do it.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of directions to go. So that's, that get, finishes round four. One. To start round five and with my final pick, this might Maybe. be my deep cut pick. Maybe. I'm trying to remember the Coliseum video this was on. It might have been... It was either like Rampage or Invasion 92. And I can't remember which one. Uh, It's a tag match. Fucker. Savage and Bret Hart. Yep. (laughs) Taking on Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels. Um, This one was taped in July of 92. I didn't write down the exact date. I just wrote July 92. You have the exact date, Justin. 20th. July 20th. 1992.
2: Right around the time of the ladder match.
1: Yeah. The first WWF ladder match. Have you guys so have you guys seen the uh, the promos they shot for this, by the way, for the local market? They're pretty mm-hmm. entertaining. I watched some of those last night.
3: I they have tore. not seen the they refer to themselves as the Space Cowboys. Is yes. that right? Yeah.
1: So yeah, in the one of the promos I watched, Savage calls them that at the very end. The Space Cowboys. But earlier in the promo, Brett wants to call them like the excellence executors or something I, I can't remember how he, it's it's some spin on the excellence of execution but they're I mean they're entertaining and you talk about Mount Rushmore's earlier and if Savage was on your Mount Rushmore Justin I mean my Mount Rushmore has both of these guys you know and so probably Flair too and Michaels is like in the running yeah. so to get all all of these guys in a tag team match is just awesome you know so do you know what the Coliseum video was Kyle before I go any further I'm trying to remember because that was definitely the first time I saw Stole. this
2: one I definitely owned it and yeah. watched it a bunch of times. It We did Smack'em Whack'em, so it wasn't that one. Mm-mm. Was it an Invasion is the one that has that hideous Star Trek theme with Sean Mooney and Lord yeah. Al Hayes. That has Flair and Hart and the Flair and Michaels match that from late 91. So I feel this was a different tape. Let me Google it okay i definitely had so uh this videotape was coveted from uh
1: it's the layout of this match is really interesting because um savage being like the established big star on his team you know obviously brett was about to become world champion for the first time but at this point in time savage is the world champion brett's the ic champion you know so he's the more underneath guy and uh Brett gets a hot tag. Yep. You know like Savage gets worked over by Flair, by Shawn Michaels. It's a long match, like a 20 plus minute match. And uh eventually, you know, the finish is Savage does win. Uh but it's like a roll up. Okay. And so, yeah. Go ahead.
3: <clears throat> I I think this match would be even more fondly remembered because of everything you pointed out, but that finish cuz I I, I And I only remember this because I watched it today and I had to rewind it like five times trying to understand what was going on because it was, it was Brett and flair were the legal men. And I swear to God, this must, this is like evident you know, evidence number one of Vince in somebody's ears saying go to the finish right now <laughs> because all of a sudden Brett and Flair are wrestling and mm-hmm. Savage, Savage just rushes in and he starts doing the roll-ups with HBK and he gets the pin, even though it is obvious neither dude ever got a tag. <laughs> and he, well, even commentary calls it out saying, you know, who's the legal man here?
2: Well, mm-hmm. and the commentary for that match is weird because it's like Jim Ross. Yes. And the matches before Jim Ross even hired the, the tape, by the way, was grudges, gripes, and grunts. I uh, hmm, okay. for those looking uh, to keep score at home, but it's like Jim Ross, and the match took place before Jim Ross even was in the company. So it's obviously yeah. post produced. And Bobby Heenan, I think, was intoxicated <laughs> during the commentary <laughs> for that match. But, you know, it's funny. Justin jokes about, uh, you know, Vince maybe in someone's earpiece telling him to go home. Famous story. Two months later in Hershey, Savage and Flair, the title change. Remember, he made him redo the match. He went out Mm -hmm. there. He stopped it Mm -hmm. through a shit fit. So, I mean, yeah, Vince was – he had something against Savage and Flair matches, you know, whether it was blood or not doing what he wanted.
1: I just think it's a cool match because it shows yeah. like you got these young rising talents in there. Savage could have been the star of the match; he's not the star of the match. He, you know, he kind of makes the young guys look really good. It's a changing the guard. I mean, it's two of the biggest stars of the '90s, two of the biggest stars of the '80s, mixed together. World champion, IC champion, teaming up. You know, obviously this wasn't like a a huge pay per view match or anything like that. Uh, so it's it's more of a deep cut for sure. But the star power is undeniable. You're bridging two eras. It's Savage showing that he could recognize talent. You know, like Brett's talked about how him and Macho wanted to work a singles feud for the world title. Didn't happen. Uh could have been great. But here we get this unique match with him teaming. And uh yeah, I really like it. So I'm gonna finish out my draft with this one just to get it up there on
3: my board. It would have been a strong consideration for my last pick. Nice.
1: All right, Kyle. What do you got?
2: Are we doing five rounds or six?
1: I think in the sake of my editing, five, <laughs> but we can we can call out honorable mentions. Just yeah, we we got a lot of in. honorable
3: mentions yeah. to call out.
2: Okay, well.
3: Hmm. Doo, 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 doo.
2: Uh I'm gonna so I I'm actually going to pick something to counter either of yours, Ryan, here in this situation i'm all, i'm going deep mm. cut i think i've decided also from nineteen ninety two let's hit the european tour oh okay here we go randy savage and sean michaels april fourteenth from munich
1: oh nice That's,
2: this was there you, go. you know uh as i mentioned earlier you know i'm doing you know uh Squared Circle Gazette with Liam, we're talking about 92 right now. So I've gone back and, and you know, we're at the start of Sean's heel push. God, I love it. was at a revelation. There were not a lot of good, great new characters coming out of the woodwork in early 90s WWF. Obviously, the Undertaker is the exception to that rule, but Sean was such a breath of fresh air. I'm going to be honest with you. I think I like 92, 93 Sean better than like 95, 96 Sean. He had higher end matches in that period, but like I, as a baby face, I mean, it's taking your clothes off. What are you doing? (laughs) I I love 92, 93 Sean when he's coming into his own as a heel. So give me April 14th from Munich Savage uh, against Michaels. One of his, his first title
3: offenses. I'm embarrassed to admit I've never seen this match. It was on. I just it was one of those that I, it was on my list to get to before this draft. To just I couldn't get there. So I think it's on now, the
2: world world tour tape, I believe.
3: For it's also any, on YouTube
1: and Daily Motion, as I'm looking at right now. Yeah.
3: For any hipsters out there looking at Kyle's draft, thinking, oh yeah, he's got this wrapped up. That is two now that I have never seen. That I'm gonna have to go back and watch.
2: Love, love taking matches that no one's ever seen. I'll tell you
3: what—that's great I, for wonders for the voting.
2: Who cares? What a great list I've got here, man!
1: Can't deny it. Can't I have one it.
2: pay-per-view match
1: <laughs> from the first. And it's round. an Ultimate yeah. Warrior match. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome.
3: All right. Well, I think I'm going to take the match that I was considering in that number four to five range originally that I have passed wow. on three times now. Um, this is the epitome kind of along the lines of the last one I took. Average match, kind of forgettable, all-time great angle to end it. And when you have the opportunity to take a match that made Kyle Ross a ah, wrestling fan for you're life.
2: Last time, yeah, that's a good one.
3: Uh, so it originally happened, I believe late October of 86 aired November of 86. I am taking Randy Savage versus Ricky steamboat. Uh, I believe it was on superstars of wrestling. Mm-hmm. This is the infamous throat angle with steamboat savage, you know, dropping the, the ax handle from the top rope and bringing the ring bell in and steamboat selling that punishment. Like, a. Like he's Leonardo DiCaprio out there. Um, This this was the match that had me pulling my hair out trying to find it. In its entirety, I found half of it on Primetime Wrestling on the cock. Eventually found some really shitty version on YouTube Mm -hmm. that I could watch the entire thing. But, I mean, you talk about the things that made Randy Savage. You know, you can go to that... Uh, pile driver table spot, getting his name on the map, the, the Lawler match, getting his name on the map, you know, Liz being attached to her, you know, becoming IC champ. And then it's this going into WrestleMania three, one of the all time angles in pro wrestling history. I mean, Kyle sing about it, brother.
2: Yeah, it made me a fan for life. I mean, and my dad had to like to get you know pull me aside, tell me the about the birds and the bees of pro wrestling. About this. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe it wasn't all on the up and up because I was freaking out as a six year old child. But uh, yeah, had I look, I fucking lost this draft. Okay, I mean, <laughs> with the I mean, I mean to be clear, I want it. Yeah. but I will lose it with the fans because I mean, <laughs> but you know. In retrospect, could I have picked this instead of the Maple Leaf Gardens match because people know this probably better? Yeah, they could have. And it's it's kind of, you know, picking this is very much along the same lines of Ryan, what he did with Tuesday in Texas. Right. Mm -hmm. You're not just picking the match. You're picking because the post-match angle, which is, you know, Vince McMahon and his element. You know, just overselling the injury. But the match itself is actually very good for 1986 WWF television before the injury angle. I mean, they're mm-hmm. working at a breakneck pace. Um, you know, I love how Ventura sells it early on. Uh, you know, just unprecedented for a title match like this to take place on free television. And I like how they weave the Danny Davis angle into yeah. it. Because Davis hadn't turned yet. He obviously that would come when he would screw the Bulldogs over. But, you know, Steamboat's got Savage pinned. Davis comes out and he just doesn't make the cover or he just doesn't make the counts. Pardon me. That's great. I mean, yeah, this is, this is a very worthy pick. I'm glad this got picked.
1: The So what's the date on the match again, Justin? Is that the air date or the tape or the taped?
3: Date? The, the tape date was uh 10 28 86. I believe I air date was November
1: 22. Yes. Okay. Yes debating what I was going to put on the bottom line here as I've been scrolling our results on YouTube. I put in October '86, but yeah, it aired November 22nd, Superstars of Wrestling,
3: 1986. Dang, Boy, man, you, these are you some... Talk, talk about a pro wrestler. We, we've we never done his draft, but he's got three matches in the Ric Flair draft, and he's now got three matches in the Randy Savage match. Uh, I think Ricky Steamboat was a pretty good professional wrestler.
1: Mm-hmm. And we just saw him on AEW Dynamite this week. That's right. Kyle, you got some thoughts on AEW Dynamite. You're going to be talking about those with our our buddy Jesse Velasquez on Top Rope Nation Extra tomorrow. You guys want to hear that. It's going to be some great analysis. I, I have a feeling Kyle's going to rant on that show. Uh, sign up to become a patron. It'll be dropping real soon. Okay. But yeah, Ricky Steamboat. Man, what a guy.
2: <sighs> all right. This is, so uh, what, so what, the big so boards
1: what, here are real, real good. All three of us have got quite the list and there's a lot more out there Kyle as Mm -hmm. you're alluding to right now that could have been picked
2: so uh, I can't believe this didn't get picked the Savage Warrior match from SummerSlam
1: I was thinking about it just I
2: was I was I was thinking about picking that fourth and fifth that was the I was gonna because I just assumed everyone like had that up high I am in shock that I didn't pick it because I took the WrestleMania 7 match I didn't want both Savage Warrior matches
1: yeah I thought of it I mean it's another one like the finish, not great, but it's SummerSlam. It's Wembley Stadium, and everyone's it's seen it. Another I was thinking great the carry fan job, mode. yeah, 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 yeah. I thought about it. There's, I mean, there's another really good uh, deep cut that you literally have to find a fan cam of, and it's the Brett Savage match from like May of '94 in Japan. The quality on it is rough, but Brett has raved about that match over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find it on YouTube. I had that on my board as well. I felt like that was too deep though to pick in the draft.
3: It's, so
2: I like. Oh, sorry. I was go ahead, Justin. Uh,
3: I was just. Uh, I find it funny that uh, neither one of his, you know, big initial singles title victories, never got drafted. You know, versus Tito Santana for the IC champ, which. Is a, I think a highly rated match, a great finish, and then also his world title win, which you know, kind of a lackluster show and match for that matter. But
2: yeah, that's not that's not even like in their top couple of that. You know, there's another great Savage D because you got the Savage Dibiase match, the cage from Oshi, the Saturday Night's main event match. I I thought was going to get picked from March. Where they, it, it's crazy that they give away the tournament. Now that there's no fit, they do a countout finish. But yes, they Andre did. Andre coming down, yeah.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. they
2: did. Savage and DiBiase on free television a couple weeks before Mania Four.
3: Kind, you know, kind of like with you and Warrior. Like I considered it, but mm-hmm. I already had a DiBiase match on my board, and personally, I think the better one. The I, should have, I,
2: sh- I should have. I should. I should have taken that with my last one. I want to go back and do that over again. I should have taken that to be honest with you rather than the Savage Michaels match. But then Ryan started talking 92, and I wanted it. Uh, I would have taken the Spring Stampede DDP match. That's my favorite mm-hmm. of the three. That because
1: is, yeah, yeah.
2: And and I'll tell you, you know why I like it the best? Because DDP wins.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Babyface was scared for him the whole time, Justin. You know, like I said, like, <laughs> like I thought it was weird how, like, because everyone talked, like, that feud did very much elevate Paige, but it's mm-hmm. weird Savage wins the blow off. I don't think, yeah. I think yeah. they, have, they don't have another pay per view match, and
3: well, and, and um, is, is it really a blow off? Because like DDP's getting carted off, and Savage starts attacking him again, and doesn't. I mean, doesn't really feel like a blow off.
2: But when do they go back to it? Like
3: if they don't. Ever, that's I mean, that's what means because I mean. DDP, DDP, go, DDP
2: goes on to win the U.S. title at Starcade, and then Savage is at that bizarre feud with Lex Luger, mm-hmm. Um and then he kind of you know turns Wolfpack, and then he gets hurt. So yeah, I don't think they really ever went back to it to be honest.
1: Speaking of turning Wolfpack, I actually really like the match he had with Brett at I believe it was Slamber uh Slambore 98.
2: It's like that's when, it's like That's that that's his last match before he's hurt. I think he he goes on yeah. the shelf for about a year after that, yeah.
1: That's when Brett was going with NWO Hollywood and whatever the f- hell they were doing with him, but Uh, I watched I remember watching that match at a party like this guy at school ordered it and he had his whole basement full full of us you know we were 14 at the time there's so many people there and I remember everyone at that party they were all WCW fans and none of them got Bret Hart I mean they were told bandwagon wrestling fans like Bret Hart ah, he's not any good like what he was just the world champion like last year and they everyone there loved that match live like they kind of appreciated Brett a little bit more. You got Piper out there, you know, as the referee. I think that's kind of an underrated wasn't match. A,
2: wasn't that a weird deal, though? Didn't, like, Piper wrestle Savage that night, too? It was something weird. Slambury 98's a weird show. Uh,
1: they like they, uh, like, reversed the uh, finish or something on Nitro the next night, right?
2: I, I can't even. Honestly, I can't remember that. Well. All I remember from Slambury 98 was Scott Hall turns at the end, which was stupid. And then, of course, you have uh, Chris Jericho's awesome uh, performance introducing the Cruiserweight Battle Royal, and then Dean Malenko as Lepe.
3: Mm, that is a great moment.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else? I, I uh, had that Superstars match Justin, on my list. I thought about taking it, the one that you picked at the end, Steamboat, the, the Steamboat ring, one. The Steamboat um, one.
3: Yeah. I, I strongly considered uh, the end of the jake and randy feud from i think that was was that a superstars or saturday night's main event uh which it it, short match but it was it was hot they were getting after they were getting after it i'm pretty sure randy broke jake's nose right off the bat but at the end it led into the uh undertaker babyface turn
2: that that was on the main event the main main event yeah yeah that was the setup show it was the same night that sid turned on hogan yeah
3: yeah yeah, that I, I strongly considered that one. Kind of in the same vein as what you were talking about. It's like it's it's about the promo going in, it's about the intensity of the match, and whatever comes afterwards.
2: I probably should have picked the Superstars match over the Maple Leaf Gardens one, and then DiBiase over the Michaels one if I wanted the fan vote. But you know, I've never really cared about the fan vote. What great matches I've selected
3: here. I don't
1: know that Michaels match <laughs> might do well with fans, especially like fans I've from the seen '90s, it. seeing Sean Michaels' name on there. Always Um, helps.
3: um, So what do you guys think, like a match I had considered? Because once again, like what I what I said right at the jump, you talk about greatest matches. uh, I had considered the Hogan heel turn at Bash at the Beach just because Savage kind of seemed like an integral part of that match. But it was just I don't know if maybe he was just a spoke in the wheel of it. Maybe not. I don't know all that important, important or replaceable, I should say.
1: When you started doing the build up to one of yours, I thought this was the match you were mm. going to. And when I asked you before we went recording, Kyle, about like the big matches, you, th- you could see people drafting that weren't like great matches. And I asked you, were they seven years apart? I thought I was alluding to mm. WrestleMania Five and this one. Mm. And I I thought about it at one point too, just because of the aftermath and what comes with the NWO and that he was involved in the match. I didn't end it up just, taking it, obviously, but I thought about it. I yeah. had it on my list.
3: I mean, is to me, it just ended up being one of those, like, I would have probably had to kick somebody off the stream if they drafted the 92 Rumble because it's not about yeah. Randy yeah. Savage. Yeah, That's kind yeah. of the same thing with this match. Like, ultimately, he's replaceable as good as he is in the match.
2: Yeah. Well, he's the guy who gets, eats the leg drop.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. At least, which but- ad- Which adds to it because of, you know, the entire history Hogan. between him and Hogan.
2: Which I believe is yeah. actually called to by Bobby Heenan. Uh, I actually didn't consider that. I, I legitimately didn't think about it. Like, when I thought about WCW, all I thought about were the page matches. And then also, what about the the big Father's Day brawl with Ric Flair at Great American Bash 95? That was uh, something I, I debated. taking. when, you know, uh, Flair and Savage, they bring their feud to WCW. And instead of feuding over Elizabeth, they're now feuding over Randy's dad, Angelo Poffo.
1: I can't remember. Was I talking to both of you about this, or was this just this just Justin? Like we talked about that match on the pod one time because I remember going back and rewatch. It. Maybe it was for the flare Draft when I was researching for that, but I remember rewatching that one the last couple of years and really liking a lot. That was mm-hmm. on my list as well.
2: That's yeah. That's I know we've talked
1: match. about it on the show at some point, or maybe it was off air. But we us three have definitely talked about that match. I should have. Sure. I
2: should have. I should have picked it. What a mistake.
3: Um. <laughs> so like. Another one kind of, I don't know, not quite the same as some of those other ones, but like I gave strong consideration to the SummerSlam tag match of, you know, the mega powers versus Andre and DiBiase just because mm-hmm. of how big it was in that moment and how much it elevated Savage as a world champion, you know, granted it he had to be placed next to Hulk Hogan, but you know, still huge granted. probably more of a Liz match in the end memorable
1: finish yeah yeah I think as a moments match it deserves consideration first SummerSlam
2: yeah I'll never well the first SummerSlam too. I'll never forget the build too when they're like Randy Savage is gonna pick a tag team partner who will it be Mm. (laughs) I wonder (laughs) but I mean mean, to be fair I mean Hogan had been off tv for you know at that point uh, a couple months you know, because yeah. like we said earlier, when he was filming No Holds Barred. Oh, Bad News Brown uh, in a Harlem street fight uh, from uh, I don't think that was Toronto. I feel it was that was that the Cops Coliseum. I feel it was that in Hamilton. Is that it was the, either
3: from '88?
2: Was it either December '88 or January '89? It's on a best of WWF tape. I remember. I knew I, I wasn't going to pick it, so I didn't bother rewatching it. But that that's kind of like a they use a table in that match. Actually, I love the very uh, short-lived and often forgotten Savage Bad News Brown feud. Remember, like that was when Hogan was feuding with Boss Man and in the fall. And so Savage feuded with Bad News and that feud. It was so great how it started with Bad News claiming that Elizabeth was doing favors for Jack Tunney. <laughs> that was pretty hardcore for 88. Yeah. weekend yeah. Television, man.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I got it. okay uh, so I, I I just have to add this in just this is too fun not to share I'm trying to I was trying to find that Bad News Brown match mm-hmm. and I was so and I found there's there's one from uh, December 30th 1988 it was an MSG show uh, Dave only gave two matches on this entire card star ratings Randy Savage versus Bad News Brown got 3 and a quarter and one other match also 3 and a quarter Tim Horner versus Barry Horowitz.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You know, I actually, I saw Tim Horner at a house show in, I think it was around this time. And like, I remember thinking, I was like, oh, this guy must be like pretty good because they gave him a lot of time. I bet you it was because I went to a house show in early 80s. I bet you it was uh, on the Hogan Boss Man undercard, when I saw it. Well, Greg Valentine and Ron Garvin was probably pretty good on that. They always had good house show matches. Yeah, it was Tim. This was Tim Horner's MSG. I'm on Graham's site, but this was Tim Horner's MSG debut in December of '88. So yeah, it must have been a couple months later. I saw him at the Richfield Coliseum on the undercard for Hogan Bossman.
3: Who did he no, write that night? Trying to
2: find that. Ball, that bad news one because I, I want to say it, it was definitely like in Canada like at the in like Hamilton, Ontario cops. Yeah, Here it is: Savage beat bad news. Brown best of WWF volume 19. I don't think they have most of those on the network. Do they Ryan like those best does remember there's like 20. Teams.
1: Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. Mm. Wow. I mean, I was going to say some of these matches that we drafted. I mean Dave wasn't super kind to star rating wise i mean when we were starting our research for this draft and we pulled up some of the old star ratings and stuff and even like the cage match ratings from uh wrestling fans we were kind of blown away by some of the star ratings on them i mean kyle i guess they just could live up to that women's money in the bank match this year
2: (laughs) fucking get me started on that that i've been sitting on that on the
1: entire show
2: (laughs) or that four star classic between mox and mance warner (laughs) yes (laughs)
1: yep i mean for wrestlemania 5 is not a great match by any means but i mean 2.75 versus what women's money in the bank got this year i mean
2: imagine 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 wanting to watch the women's money in the bank match from 2022 over hulk hogan randy savage (laughs) If you said like I like, I don't mean to be a dick, man, but like if you would say that, like I would tell you to leave. <laughs> I would just make go away. I don't want to like ever talk yeah. to you. I found it here. So I was at a house show, March seventeenth of eighty nine. Hogan and the Boss Man main evented in the cage. Tim Horner defeated Iron Mike Sharp in eleven minutes and one second in the opener. Wow. Jeez. How about getting in your seats and watching an Iron Mike work 11? <laughs> <laughs> that was followed by the Red Rooster pinning the Brooklyn Brawler. So we were really off to a roaring start at that show. Uh, Hercules and Bad News Brown went to a double count out. Isn't that lazy? Jim Duggan and the Bushwhackers defeated Dino Bravo and the Rougeos. Uh, King Haku pinned uh, Rick Martell. Uh, Depending if Haku was giving any effort that night, that hillbilly Jim pinned Boris Zukov in 826. I was at this show. This is wretched. (laughs) It's like torture. (laughs) Jesus. The fuck is this?
3: Uh.
2: (laughs) Hillbilly Jim pinned Boris Zukov in 826. God. What kind of sick fuck would come up with something like that?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh. On a more positive note, did anyone consider Savage and Dynamite from the Wrestling Classic?
3: Haven't seen it, couldn't find it.
1: It's only, it's on, it's, it's on the net, it's on Peacock. It's only a five minute match. It? It's oh. brief, it's very I- brief, but Dave, it brought, I had it on my list, it came back to my mind because I'm looking at the star ratings and Dave actually gave that four stars. I think that's a little generous because it's so brief, but it is a cool match. I mean, great finish. Just, yeah. Thinking about these two guys and what could have been if we could have had like a, A Really, a good singles match. that was given time during their primes. I think this is their only singles match they ever had, isn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah. Justin, it's the um. Not to spoil it, if you you ever find it, but like it's the first time they I ever saw this finish, where Dynamite superplexes Savage off the top rope, but then Savage catches him in an inside cradle, and that's how he wins.
3: Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. So it was yeah, it was was
2: yeah, it was a turn. Oh, (laughs) okay. If you're going to watch the wrestling classic, watch the whole thing, and I want you to text me when the first round is over to give your thoughts on the six finishes you had just witnessed.
3: <laughs> all right.
2: You have to do that. If you're going to watch it, you have to watch all. All the matches are really super short on that yeah. show. But, yeah, the first round, the finishes are absolutely stunning. And by stunning, I mean not good.
1: Here's the times of the uh, the first round matches, Justin. 3.20, 9 seconds, 2.45, 2.53, 3.25, 27 seconds, 4.17, and
3: 6.28. All right. Well, I guess I don't have to set aside a lot of time to see it.
1: <laughs> I, I watched Dynamite Savage from that when I was prepping for that interview I did about the Bulldogs book a month ago or so. And I hadn't seen that in a long time. I, I had it on the list, but didn't really consider drafting at any point.
3: It's, it's weird that, you know, he he has, you know, Dave, that is, you know, gave that a star rating, gave Tim Horner versus Barry Horowitz a star rating. But like uh, Savage Brett from Saturday Night's Main Event doesn't have a star rating.
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't have the I don't, I don't even have that actual observer. I have a recap of it. Yeah. Dave was just I mean, it's funny. I joked when I was on Garrett's show the one time that like when I read old Dave and the way he talked about WWF, like in like 87, it's like the way I talk about WWF in 2022, where it's like this <laughs> begrudging acceptance that it's successful, but by God, I don't like it.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, this was fun. We made you the three man team work. We hit a lot of really famous matches and also some, you know, maybe unearth some gems for some of the listeners that you haven't seen. And, have given you reason to check out some of this stuff. So let us know what you thought. Leave us a message in the Facebook group. If you're not in the Facebook group, join. Link is here in the broadcast description. Give this video a thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube. Of course, subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. I mentioned Kyle is doing Top Rope Nation Extra with Jesse Velasquez. I believe you guys are recording tomorrow. That may we actually are. drop. That might actually drop before this because I got to have time to edit this before I put it out. It'll be really close to the same time so if you get done with this show and you want to hear more and you want to hear kyle and jesse talk about this week's aw news and everything coming out of dynamite become a patron oh by the way we're one patron away from hitting our goal and releasing Ooh. that unheard bobby heenan interview so we're at 39 got to get our 40th patron here real soon so sign up if you want to hear it
2: I'll tease this way about the extra show I'm doing with Jesse. All you people out there, and I know there's a few of you out there who say, oh man, you always just rake WWE over the coals and you put the kid gloves on for AEW. You want to hear me go off on AEW, become a patron, Patreon, easy for you to say, <laughs> and listen to that show because not going to lie. I plan on unloading on old, all elite wrestling.
1: I'm very interested to hear the show. I'm looking forward
2: a to it. A promotion that, in my opinion, has completely lost the plot.
1: Oh, there you go, people. Sign up. We always say we're objective on this show. When there's a reason, go after him. We will, and
2: Kyle will tomorrow. Work Check or it shoot, it don't matter. It ain't fucking good, Ryan. It ain't fucking good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And get the T shirt on our Spreadshirt store. <laughs> Isn't Ooh. good, is it, Ryan? I didn't use the word fucking, Kyle, but it ain't good, Ryan. I think it's what the T shirt says. Spreadshirt. nation dot com. All right, boys and girls, this has been fun, but we're coming up on two hours, so I think it's time to wrap this one up. Episode two sixty four. Top Rope Nation. The great Randy Savage, rest in peace. A lot to go back and relive after talking a little randy savage with you guys over the last two hours hope you all enjoyed it hope everyone has a great weekend and we'll talk to you again real soon take care
2: vote for kyle